Good day, my friend. You're at the right place at the right time, and you're about to hear the word of God that God has shared with us during our service time at Truth Gathers Dream Center Church. So I pray that we have your attention for the next few minutes as this word of God comes forth. I pray that it be a blessing to your life and to your journey. Psalms 102, 11 through 17. It says, my days are like a shadow that declineth. Did I already tell you where he was going? He's talking about going on the decline. And I am withered like grass. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever. And thy remembrance unto all generations. Meaning we go through things, but God never changes. We have to get ourselves renewed for new seasons, but God stands forever. 13, here is the prophecy. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, his people, for the time to favor her, yet the set time is come. The set time is come. Yeah, right there. Everybody say the set time is come. I'll do some reading in a few seconds, but I want you to understand that God has declared that it's your time. And God in his sovereign power can declare it's your time when he feels like it. He don't need for your situations to be a certain way. To be be honest, if you want to deal with biblical God and not church-made God, you don't even have to be living right at the moment when God can say it's your time. Now, I'm not advocating for never living right, but we, we serve a super and sovereign God that will pull you out just like he pulled Saul, we call Paul. He wasn't living right. He was killing and persecuting Christians, but God of his sovereignty said it is hard for you to kick up, kick up against the pricks. And that's what a farmer would use to, to prick uh, the ox, to get the ox to go where it wants to go. And he says it's hard for you to kick up against the pricks. Meaning when I got somewhere for you to go and somewhere I'm trying to get you to go, I don't care what's going on in your mind. If I have to take you through something to get you to there, I'll do that. You can be confused at the moment. But when I say it's your time, it's your time. I'm not voting. I'm not looking for a vote from your friend or your neighbor. And again, you you may be out of style, but I'll bring you in style. You may even be in sin, but when I tell you it's your time, I'll walk you out of what you're in to bring you into your time. I got to set this thing right because we're listening to everybody who's judging our time based on what we they see and where we've been, and they're trying to judge if it's our time or not. But our time is judged by the hand of the Lord and whenever God says it's your time it's your time tell your neighbor it's my time it's your time it's it's your time time for favor verse 13 says and it says it's a set time that set time means it's an appointed time it means for whatever reason God has sanctified the season God has made it sacred because he has determined I'm about to do what I'm about to do right now I don't care what it looked like you could be filing bankruptcy but if God say in that time I'm about to bring you out I don't care what's going haywire if he says now that time 
time becomes sanctified and sacred. It's an appointed season. And the truth of the matter is, tell somebody you had it coming all along. It was on God's calendar when you was discouraged. It was on God's calendar when you didn't know what to do with yourself. You already had a set time, or another word for set time is due time. You had a due time already with God on the calendar. You just had no idea that you had an appointment with God. A set time. A Kairos time. A a plucked out time by God given to you a sanctified time sometimes people are prophetically confused because how God moves in our lives and sometimes people are have a hard time discerning the timing of God because we think that God's timing means that everything has to be on the same time We think everything has to be on the same time for whatever God is telling us is our time. Let me give you an example. In Genesis 47, write this thing down. Uh, Joseph uh, requested Pharaoh to take his flock to Goshen. That's in Genesis 47. The reason he said, I'm going to take my flock to Goshen because Canaan was experiencing a famine. But Joseph knew that his flock had to be fed and God had already set up provision in Goshen because God had already told Joseph, go to Goshen because I have already set aside provision in Goshen for you. So he went to Pharaoh and said, my, my brothers are coming. This is towards the end of the story of Joseph, the patriarch. His brothers are now coming. His father is now coming. He's about to reveal his brothers, his brother Benjamin back to his father. All right, I know some deep into the story here. Uh, um, but, but what God tells uh, Joseph is um, that it can be a famine in one place, but I can provide a whole overflow in another place. See, what I'm trying to tell you is sometimes you're judging your time based on a place God ain't called you to be. See, if you're not listening to the voice of God, you will get stuck in Canaan when there's a famine and God has told you to shift and move because it's time for you to live in Goshen. So while, while Canaan and Egypt were struggling in a famine, God already had provision for Joseph and it was over in another place called Goshen. And so that's what I'm trying to tell you. Many prof time prophetically, we get confused and I hear people say sometimes, um, I'm hearing people, for example, I, I declare that it's the year of more. Well, somebody say, well, it's the year of nevertheless. Or somebody say, it's the year of repentance. And because somebody else says it's the year of repentance, don't mean that's not the word of God as well. See, word, the word of God has a specific target, a specific region, a specific focus. And so sometimes people of God confuse the prophetic move of God because we don't understand it can be both at the same time, but in different places. In one place, he could be calling to repentance. In the other place, he could be moving in restoration. And it's still God. God was allowing them to go through a famine in Egypt, but he was allowing Goshen to live in plentiful same God 
So sometimes prophetically we start fighting God or fighting each other prophetically over if the word of the Lord, not recognizing it all can still be the word of the Lord. And so sometimes what you're hearing is because of it's your, your assignment where God has placed you and what God is doing in your life. But I just have to know there has to be at least 500 of y'all who believe it's your time. And you believe that's your word, that's fine. I need you to agree to it if you believe it. Now if you don't believe it's your word, don't receive it. I'm not trying to make you get into a season that God is not calling you into. But if you know in the spirit realm it's your time. If you know that God's been processing you and if you know that God is about to back up everything so that the goodness of God can come forth in your life yell it's my time I ain't trying to force nothing on you you got to know you got to be able to discern the word of the Lord over your life how God could be doing multiple things at one time. First Kings 17 also tried to explain how God can move sovereignly and prophetically as well. Uh, the man of God, Elisha, has declared that it was not going to rain or any do according to the word of the Lord. And so God, he, in that area, he had to suffer because he had gave a word that there'll be no rain. But God gave him instruction. He told him to go eastward, go by the brook before Jordan, and when you get over there, I have ordained ravens to feed you. So in the midst, listen to this, in the midst, and this is how some folks miss it, in the midst, while there still may be a famine around you, God can still move you into a personal season of blessing even though in the midst of the corporate environment, regional environment, something is still else going on. When I'm telling him, he said shift a little bit eastward because I'm going to sustain you while there is no rain coming down from the earth. See y'all, what I'm trying to say to y'all, when the, when the pandemic came with COVID-19, we thought everybody was suffering, but somebody bought a house in COVID-19. Somebody started a business during COVID-19. Somebody paid off all their debts in COVID-19. During that pandemic, what I'm trying to say to you is even in the midst where it seemed like darkness is all around, God can come and shine a light right over your head, even though everyone... Y'all understand that? Y'all understand that? So I don't need everything to change for it to be my time. And I don't have, and it doesn't have to be everybody else's time for it to be my time. See what I'm trying to say? Because we get stuck prophetically always looking for agreement from everybody because I can't have my time unless you have your time. And that's nice. I like agreement. But God may call you out on a Monday and no one else is coming out until Friday. And you got to learn how to step out and step in of your time. You may not have no hallelujahs. You may I have no agreement and for a season people may think you crazy but keep walking it out keep walking down to your promise for a season it may even look like you haven't heard God but stay in the way stay in the path I said even for a season it may look like 
when God told Abraham to get out from his country and from his his people the first place Abraham ran into was a famine I said it was the first place but God still told him to go so you can't always judge it by the current environment sometimes there's a little trouble with a little turbulence when God is shifting you you can't have full agreement all the time but if you stay in the way of God God will prove that it's your time when Elijah got there he commanded the raven a bird to feed him then he went forward after the brook dried up raven wasn't bringing him no food then he told him go to Zarephath first Kings 17 write it down for your for your learning he said there's a one a widow woman there listen to this that I've ordained to sustain thee I'm still trying to show you this woman is working on dying she's a widow she's distraught she's lost her husband she's distraught over her season listen to this distraught on what she's going through and she said I'm about to bake get some sticks about to make me some meal bake a cake and me and my son we about to die he said before you do anything crazy make me a cake first and I got a prophetic word for you that God said neither is the barrel or the meal gonna fail what I'm trying to say to you is that God will even make somebody who feel like quitting bless you to sustain you so he can show them how good he is what I'm saying it is while God was sustaining Elijah he was bringing the wood into her season you see what I'm trying to say sometimes y'all are at the door of moving into your new season but you think it's time for a breakdown but it's time for a breakthrough and if you don't discern the moment ah God if you don't discern that when the prophet Elijah say don't you do that make me a take first if you get into your flesh and do like the, the, the carnal people do there go again another man of God all they do is want my money all they do don't they see that I'm suffering all right I know there are cheaters out there but you better have the spirit of discernment and you better know what time it is because you're gonna miss the will of God in your flesh in your carnality and here's a woman and some of y'all say no God won't ask you for your last you a lie 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 God I ask you for your last even as he gave his only begotten son God only begotten son he didn't have more than one begotten son he'll come and ask you for your last but your last won't be your last if God ever asks you for your last Oh, he'll ask you for your last. Oh, God won't do that. God will ask you for your last. But it'll never be your last. It'll become a seed for the harvest you're going to come into. Here's a woman thinks she's about to break down, but the door is right in front of your face. I came to prophesy to somebody who's half broke, frustrated, disgusted, and trying to figure out what's next in my life. I want you to know it's your time. I want you to know that your barrel meal will not waste. I want you to know that God's about to move you into a whole new season. I want you to know that what you have right now is not an indication of what he's about to give you. Shout to your neighbor, it's your time.
Rebash. I got somebody who thought they was on their I got a word for somebody who thought they was on their way out. You actually on your way in. Tell somebody, oh man, I'm on my way in. I'm on, I'm on my way in. You, you don't know your way out. You're on your way in. I feel so tell you, baby, it's my time. Say it's my time. Mm. Oh, you ain't hearing it. I don't care what it was yesterday. Today's a new day. I don't care what I was working on. I was working on giving up yesterday. But today I'm working on another yes. I was working on throwing in the towel yesterday. But today I'm working on going into the next level. Hear that woman about talking about she about to die. <laughs> Tell somebody you got to know when it's your time. I got stuck right here. I'm supposed to be teaching and some other stuff. I'm reminded of Joshabed, which is Moses' mother. This woman decided to get pregnant during a genocide. Pharaoh was killing, this ain't in my notes, I'm just, Pharaoh was killing every male child of the Hebrews. He, uh, poor and sure, sound like two sisters, I don't mean no harm nobody. Poor and sure was like they fear God, they are not killing any Hebrew children. They said, what's going on with y'all? How come all these Hebrew children rising up? I see all these male boys still rising up. They said, we fear the Lord. In the midst of that climate, environment, she tells somebody she got married anyway. And she knew the chances of getting pregnant were high, getting married when a death decree was put out. Then God had the nerve to let her have a son. Not only was she bold, but sometimes God will match your boldness. Not only was she crazy, but God matched her craziness. She said, I'm going to get married anyway. It's my, I feel the Holy Ghost. It's my time and my season. I know it don't look right. I know things are going crazy everywhere. But they, she said, this is our time. She married a man of Levi, of the priesthood of Levi, and said, I'm getting married right now. I could see people trying to counsel her out. Counsel her out of that. Don't you get married right now. Girl, if you get pregnant, it may be a, bo a boy. She's like, so bad. Sister girl got pregnant in the midst of it. Had that baby. <laughs> Had that baby. She looked at that baby, and the Bible says she saw that he was a goodly child. It means more than handsome, she looked in the spirit and saw his purpose. She said, I done birthed purpose in the midst of a crazy season. I done messed around and birthed something in the midst of what the devil thought he was going to take me out, but I done birthed something. I done, I done messed around and made the right decision and birthed something in here, and this thing got purpose. The Bible says uh, uh, the climate, they're killing children left and right, boy, child, boy children at the same time. She's like, wait a minute. She tried to hide him as long as possible. He got about three months old. She said, I can't hide him no longer. I got to trust God with him. Sister girl went into a, a ark building business. Yes, she did. 
she got some wood some pepper's leaves some mud the bible says she pitched it which means she sealed in all the cracks and made like a a floating bassinet for her child she said god birthed it and god gonna have to take care of this what I'm trying to tell you is this woman became an entrepreneur. I could see a, a, little, a, little, a, little, a little logo, how to save your child. Oh, you ain't saying nothing. Some of y'all wondering what to do with your child. Let Joseph teach her how to create the will of God, place the child in it, and then just trust God. That's what she did. She said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this child that God purpose. There's things all over. I feel I feel something for your children. Uh, there's things trying to attack this child. There are things trying to take his life. And I don't know how I can keep covering him, but I know the God that gave him purpose. I know the God that wanted him here. And what I'm going to do is put him back in the ark put him back in what the ark of safety put him back in the will of God put Moses in the ark put him in the river with alligators snakes crocodiles the Nile river put him in the bassinet and let him float down the river but God said it was his time at the same time God orchestrated for the Pharaoh's daughter. Now that's, that, that's a bold God. That's a bold God. That's a bold God. For Pharaoh's daughter to be at the side of the river at the same time while he's floating down the river and God makes it so that when uh, Moses get closer uh, uh, to um, the, the daughter of Pharaoh, Moses start to cry. And when Moses start crying, compassion start flowing. The milk of a mother start flowing at the cry of a child. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Some of y'all know what mothers would be like mothers. You know what it is. You can, get, you can hear another child crying. And you just came from childbirth. Your milk will start flowing. You understand? What I'm trying to say is compassion start flowing. She should have turned the child over to be killed because she is the Pharaoh's daughter. But yet she adopts him and he becomes her son and brings him into the house. But that ain't all yet. I got to finish this part of the story. That ain't all yet. God didn't want Moses to suffer from abandonment. And so Egypt, the Pharaoh's daughter, said, um, um, I need a Hebrew mother um, who can uh, feed and nurse uh, this, this boy. I, don't, I, I need one. And then here come Miriam, Moses' sister, saying, he can do the thing. I know a Hebrew woman who was with child and she'll be able to nurse him. She said, yes, go get him. Go get her. And then Moses is connected back with his mother and she's able to nurse him. She's able to take, don't tell me when God tell you it's your time. He'll make everything come together when it's your time. He'll put people in the right places when it's your time. Tell somebody, it's my time. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost tell somebody it's my time I don't care what time it was last year I don't care what it was two years ago I know what time it is it's my it's my time it's my time God shifted everything so you can't judge it just based on what you're going through God moved everything the timing of the Lord 
Moses now connected back with his mother and now God has strategically shifted him into the house of Pharaoh so that he can raise him up to be a deliverer to the people, Hebrew people. But God's going to show him how to lead in the Pharaoh's house. He's going to train him in the Pharaoh's house because he got legitimacy into the house from the Pharaoh's daughter. I'm trying to tell somebody, I lift your hands, I'm prophesying. If you just stay and keep your cool. If you keep your cool, I know you under pressure. I know your back is against the wall. I know you got it. But if you can keep your cool, God's about to shift some things for your favor. If you can just keep your cool. If you don't lose and start walking in anxiety, God's going to shift some things for your favor. Let me teach. Tell your neighbor, it's your time. Lord, help. I don't think I'm going to make it to Matthew 7. I feel it anointing in here. I see a rain cloud coming over your head. I see open heavens coming over your head. I see phone calls in favor coming over your head. Tell somebody, my time, my time, my, my time. Just came out of a low place. Just came out of frustration. I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> hey, if you believe it's your time, just go ahead and lift your voice and give God praise right there. It's your time. It's your time, prophetess. It's your time. It's your time. It's your time. It's your time. Artistic Gene, it's just your time. Had to go through some stuff, but it's your time. Tell somebody it's your time. Y'all sit down. I ain't gonna get to Matthew 7. I already decided. It's okay. I ain't gonna get to Matthew 7. I got a few more points here. Some of y'all done survived. Pressed through. Held on. But I want you to know it's your time. Tell somebody it's your time. See, you see, they give me a few minutes. I'm about done. <laughs> I feel the glory of God coming to confirm. It's your time. I feel the glory coming to confirm. It's your time. <laughs> I said I feel the glory of God coming to confirm that it's your time. You ain't got to wait on nobody else. And if nobody else don't want to go, they can stay right where they are. Some of y'all coming, some of you coming out of grief, some of you coming out of pain. But God said, I got a time for you. A time to rebuild, a time to restore, a time to take you places that you couldn't dream of. Come on, tell somebody this is my time. It's my time. I'm all off that paper. I feel the stirring of the Holy Ghost. 
It's just my time. All right, listen, listen. Let me give you another one. <laughs> this ain't even my notes. You got to know when it's the time of the Lord. The book of Kings records that there was another famine. I, that's been a theme this morning with what I was saying. I'm good. I'm good, Brother Bobby. I, wanna, I ain't done quite yet. <laughs> book of Kings records that there was a famine. And uh, the prophet Elijah told them that this time, next week, you was going to get a, a barrel of meal for a few pieces of shekel of silver. This way ain't no way. We're in the midst of a famine. Our enemies have besieged us, has locked us in. We can't get out to buy anything. So they're trying to starve us in our own town to death. And what we ever we have to buy, inflation, the cost of it is so high. How in the world tomorrow the price is going to be down and we're going to be able to get it for just a little bit of money. And then one of the cupbearers or servants of the king, he said, man, that thing ain't going to happen. It ain't no way that thing. I would love to see that. You, you got to be crazy to believe that it's going to happen. Well, the Bible goes to another story that is right there below. It said, and there were two men who had leprosy. And they sitting there to each other and they said, why sit we here till we die? They got leprosy, which is a disease where the limbs are falling off and rottening. But God will give you hope when it seems like everything else going away. Here they are, not even recognizing that there's been a prophetic word in the atmosphere. When Elijah spoke the word of the Lord, they wasn't in the room. They wasn't in the room. They didn't hear the word. They didn't hear the word, but the word was spoken. See, you could be in an environment where the word has been spoken, and if you walk in and discern the time, you can receive. You can say, I'm here for the first Sunday. I've never been to this church. I don't know this pastor, but I'm receiving this word. You can come in here, not never seen me before, but if you walk out here and say, I receive it, it's my time, you can receive what the word has been spoken. They sit there and say, why sit we here till we die? In the atmosphere, we might as well just, how about we just take a chance? They say, well, we go to the Syrian army, you know, they may kill us. If we go here, they say, well, we're going to take a chance. The Bible says they start going to the camp, to the Syrians to ask for mercy. You know, we starving, we got leprosy. The Bible says that the Syrians got scared packed up all their stuff, packed up their camels, everything they had, and left what they had, and left all the spoil. Because they said to themselves, oh my God, the army is coming to get us. God will make your enemy start hearing things. Two men walking in faith, two men 
then walking in faith according to the word of the Lord God magnified their footsteps that it sounded like horses and chariots the enemy got out of the camp took off ran when they got there there was no one at the camp they first got there this is how it is when God shocked you real good uh, they got there they was like oh my God where's the enemy oh my God silver and gold and blessing they start to hide it in the ground he said no 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 what are we doing there's times God will shock you how he shifts your life and you ain't accustomed to being blessed but tap your neighbor and say get ready to pay your bills a month in advance you've been struggling from month to month you don't know what it feels like to not have to worry about I got to wait for Friday and I got to wait for Monday but God's gonna move you from that mentality and you're gonna say I went the last time I said I got to wait for Friday because you're gonna have overflow in your bank account they weren't used to it they was about to hide it then they said what are we doing what are we doing this is good tidings they got themselves together went out to the city and went out there and went back to them and said y'all things have changed the, the army is gone the army the army uh, the Syrian army that was locking us in they have they not there what you talking about they ain't believed them so they came and saw it for themselves and the man who said this couldn't come to pass he was standing at the gate but when them people ran through the gate he got trampled over with they trampled over him because the word of the Lord was if you don't believe the word of the Lord you won't experience it and you won't see the manifestation I got news for you God about to trample over your enemy God about to trample over your doubt God about to trample over what's been in your way God about to trample over your stumbling blocks and everything that's been in the way nagging you and I come after every tormenting spirit that didn't want you to make a move I didn't want you to shift I didn't want you to change God's about to run that thing over God's about to flatten your devil that's been in your ear God's about to torment what's been tormenting you tell somebody get ready cause it's your time high five somebody and tell them get ready get ready get ready I'm not from Texas but I'm from Florida Too much about him. 
to hear you pray. It's your time. It's your time, Brother Blackman. It's your time. It's your time, Prophet Parrish. It's your time. Grab your neighbor's hand and encourage somebody on your roof. They need that encouragement. They was about to get weary in well-doing. They was about to throw in the time. The last season almost took their breath. The last season almost knocked them out. For somebody else's arm. I heard the Holy Ghost say, You better get your watch off of somebody else's arm. Because they're going to keep telling you what time they think it is for you. And you got to become a steward walking with God over the time in your life. If you're not careful, your watch should be on somebody else's arm. And they may have a habit of not checking the time. You may miss something that God wants. You're about to put your watch, that means your time of destiny, on your arm. And be responsible for your time with God. It's the set time. It's your time. Can you tell that neighbor again? I know you've been talking to him. Say it's my time. Tell it's just my time. That's all. God said it's my time. This ain't about was everything right. This ain't again. This ain't about if everything was right. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. God's moving all through the pews. This ain't about was everything easy. It's just your time. It's just your time. This is not. This is not about if the transition was perfect. This ain't about if you didn't have a struggle. This ain't about if you didn't have bumps in the road. This ain't about if you had to fall and get back up. It ain't about that. When God says it's your time. God says it's your time. Well, you know how to move with the timing of the Lord, the prophetic window of the Lord. 
It's your time. Hands lifted again. It's your time. It's your time. No, I'm getting it to you. Some of you had transferred your faith into somebody else's mouth. Some of you was waiting on so much agreement, it was delaying your footsteps. God is now shifting you to be responsible for your time. God is shifting you to be responsible for your time. It's wonderful when people understand what's happening, but the truth of the matter, I've had to learn to move when people didn't understand. I remember a shift I went through, one of the accusations they had against me, a shift in my life, was God don't ever tell you to go somewhere without telling where you're going. I said, you better read your Bible. He told Abraham, go to a place that I'm going to show you. Now, where is that? He told Abraham, go to a place where I will show you. Now, where is that? Meaning you're going to have to learn to walk with God sometime. And you can't make me doubt him because I'm experiencing uncertainty. Uh, you can't make me doubt him because all the pieces don't fit totally together. And it don't look like a picture perfect situation. And some things just was out of line. Some things was a little shifted. But it's still God. It's still God. And I recognize that it's my time. Oh, it's my time. <laughs> I'm exiting stuff and entering in the new season. It's my time. It's my time. Hands lifted out so you such a strong prophetic word over your life. It's your time. Decisions is your time. Restoration is your time. Confidence is your time. New places is your time. He said it's the set time has come. The set time. Later he says, and then he says, that's why I've been talking, I've been talking. The later verses says, I'm not going to get to it, but I'm telling you now. He says, I will have mercy on Zion. God said, I will use mercy even as a vehicle for you to have your time. So I'm going to preach gospel. I'm telling you, I'm an advocate for living holy, but I done seen God move unholy people into new places and then change them. Matter of fact, the God I know, he will call you first and then justify your next. No, he'll call whom he first called, then he justified. So many times he'll call you when you ain't ready, but it's still my time. Don't sit, don't even look like I got all things together, but he'll still call you. And then when, after he call you, which baffles the devil, then he'll make you ready. <laughs> he, then he'll make you ready. Then he'll make you ready. But hands lifted. Father, I thank you now that it's your time. It's your time. Don't you accept no other verdict over your life, but it's your time. Don't you accept no other sentence over your life, but it's your time. Don't you accept any other word, but it's your time. Don't let the enemy discourage you. It's your time. It's your time for goodness. It's your time for favor. No, it's your time. It's your time, no. No, the devil wants you to always think your life is going to be doom and gloom. And there's nothing to hope for, nothing to look forward to. But you got some things to look forward to. If you receive that, clap your hands and give God praise. It's good. I tell y'all, he'll even do it through mercy. I'm going to keep preaching that till people get tired. He'll do it through mercy. 
even through mercy God God can use mercy as a vehicle that's what he said he said I will I will grant mercy my time to favor her has come your time has come your moment has come and I'm believing God shifting you into a new destiny in new places Leave your hands. I still feel anointing coming down. I still feel anointing coming down. The Holy Ghost already hijacked the message. There's a whole nother thing happening on you right now. There's a whole new thing. There's a whole new thing. I said there's a new thing happening on you right now. A whole new thing happening in you right now. But it's God. It's your time. Don't forfeit it. Don't take yourself out of what God has called you to be in. Because sometimes our mind get in the way. And we start telling God, I don't belong here. God, it can't be you. This can't be you. You know what I've done. God, you know what God said. Listen. I grant mercy to who I grant mercy to. I'm God. I'm, this is what I'm talking about. The sovereignty of God. I said it's the sovereignty of God. And when God makes a decision, it's holy. <laughs> when God, I used the illustration, Saul, who was the persecutor of Christians, when God decided to save Paul on that Damascus road, it was holy. Sacred. Saul who we know as Paul who wrote the Pauline epistles and wrote most of the New Testament after the Gospels for the churches that was being birthed to the Apostle he was locked up in prison and he was guilty of killing Christians see I don't like Bible I say he was guilty of killing Christians before he got converted he will work with the Roman government to try to stop the gospel and have preachers and missionaries and leaders take it before the court he will orchestrate it he was very zealous educated man smart man and God said you gonna preach my gospel you I'm trying to tell you when God makes a decision it becomes holy he didn't ask the devil can I use Paul he didn't ask his friends can I use Paul he asked for no one's input sovereign super rule over every idea every principality he's super rule over every season and every circumstance you face he don't ask your previous season can I bring him into a new season sovereign super rule and brought Paul and then trained him up to be one of the greatest apostles of that time I'm trying to tell you your past is not a good judgment of what God's about to do next I said your past is not a good picture and a good judgment of what God's going to do next what you've come through is not a good picture of what God's going to do next Thank you again, my friend, for listening to our radio broadcast of Truth Gathers Dream Center Church. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And every time we hear his word, we're able to grow thereby. My friend, I also want to invite you to our service. Maybe you have a free Sunday coming up real soon. We'll love to see you at 1317 High Road here in Tallahassee. 
Truth Gathers Dreams in a Church. God bless you until the next time right here on Wave 94.